1: is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518 part of the belly up sports podcast network in association with godzilla media here is your host ryan mccarthy
3: good morning sports fans welcome to friday (laughs) this is this is the morning cup edition of no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports This podcast is brought to you by Belly Up Sports, in association with Godzilla Media. Coming up on today's edition of the Morning Cup, we'll talk about the MLB Off-White collection. We'll spend 10 good minutes with lacrosse insider Stephen Stamp, which actually turned into 15 good minutes. And I'll talk about the craziness that happened 28 years ago today on this day in sports history. But first, I want to remind you about our social channels on Twitter and Instagram. It's NoCredsREQD. On TikTok, it's NoCredsREQ. Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And on YouTube, subscribe. Hit the notification bell for when videos are released. On the podcast side, our home base is Spreaker, but you can also subscribe wherever you choose to podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Just hit the subscribe button. And also, if you'll be kind to rate and review for the rating, five stars is optimal and leave a review because we may even read it on the air. Ratings and reviews are also important because that way more people know that this podcast exists. Before we go on to this episode, I just want to issue a correction from yesterday's Morning Cup. Uh, I mentioned the Penn State-Auburn game that's going to happen this season in Auburn. I totally forgot and I want to credit my buddy Pat in the Bronx for this that penn state and auburn played for the first time in the regular season last season in happy valley and uh, that was a big win for penn state and it was right before they went to iowa and that spiral began for that season so pat hats off to you thanks for noticing that the only reason why he tells me that because he's an auburn fan so <laughs> so but anyway thanks for pat i appreciate that correction we're going to talk about the MLB Off-White collection, but before we do that, let's mention that this segment and every baseball segment, on know credentials required for the rest of the summer, is brought to you by Johnstone Supply in Troy. They're one of our many partners with Godzilla Media. Summer's here, and the time is right to get yourself nice and cool. <laughs> you can feel the heat here in upstate New York, and if you want to stay cool all summer long indoors, call Johnstone Supply in Troy. Ask the team at Johnstone Supply about their high-efficiency central air systems and ductless mini splits. The John Goodman system, Fujitsu, and Westinghouse are all in stock and at great prices. You need someone to help you install a new system? Johnstone Supply in Troy can help with that, too. Give Tom, Kev, James, or Bert a call, and they will help put you in a cooler place this summer. To stay cool all summer long, call Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922. You can also visit them at their store at 2600 6th Avenue in Troy or visiting online on johnstonesupply.com. Get a new AC system today by calling Johnstone Supply in Troy at 518-272-5922. All right, so let's talk about this off-white collection that MLB has curiously gotten themselves into. Now, let's preface this. Major League Baseball, they've had some really fun jersey collections over the past couple of seasons. Most notably, their City Connect collection. They're pretty cool jerseys out there. My personal favorite until the Yankees jersey is released is the Colorado Rockies City Connect jersey. That's a really cool jersey. But on Thursday, Major League Baseball, along with fashion label Off-White and New Era, released the Off-White collection. Now, the highest compliment I can pay on this collection is that it's uh, it's interesting. The collection offers flat brimmed caps and jerseys with the logo in quotation marks. I'm not joking. <laughs> but its most notable feature on both the cap and the jersey, holes. You heard me right. Holes. If you're familiar with the movie Zoolander, you remember Will Ferrell's character Mugatu. He's the highly eccentric fashion designer who is super desperate to end the career of Derek Zoolander. So much so that he signed into a contract to promote his collection called Derelict, and it's made in sweatshops. <laughs> This collection should be called Diamond Derelict because it looks like Mugatu designed these caps and jerseys. Now, here's the most ridiculous part of this collection. It's the price. Here are the price points as follows. For the ball cap, that's flat brimmed with the logo and quotation marks and a hole in the brim. $305 for a cap with a hole in the brim. They also offer T-shirts, which go for $355. They have hoodies that go for $630. Here's the kicker for what this collection has to offer. For a jersey with holes in the front and the back, $1,030. You're better off just saving some money buying an actual replica jersey and cutting the holes in them yourself. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm sure there's at least one guy out there who sees this and is saying, you know, man, I can't afford to feed my family or put gas in my car right now, but I got to have this. There's no reason, no reason this needs to exist because nobody asked for this. No right minded baseball fans would be caught dead in this. And if I know any one of you who is listening out there who buys this garbage, we're no longer friends. We're no longer friends. I can't be friends with you if you buy a jersey with holes in it for $1,030. Diamond derelict, ladies and gentlemen. That is the fashion for Major League Baseball with off white and new era. Well, we had some fun on this segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when I come back, we're going to have 10 good minutes, which turned it into 15 good minutes with lacrosse insider Stephen Stamps. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Morning Cup edition of No Credentials Required. In the Clutch features the best and officially licensed MLBPA and MLSPA clothing. In the Clutch features teams from every city like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and more. It also features designs for every league, including Major League Baseball, the National Football League, the NBA, and the NHL. Plus, check out exclusive collections as well as vintage wear. Head to InTheClutch.com, enter promo code NOCRUDS at checkout for 10% off your order. And here to join us for ten good minutes on this edition of No Credentials Required, the Morning Cup, we're going to bring in from inside Lacrosse and Lacrosse Link. We've got writer insider Stephen Stamp. Stephen, hey, how are we
0: doing up. today? It's good to have. Good to be here, and uh, I'm glad that I can can appear. We had a uh, tornado warning in the area, so uh, we were a little worried. We had a my, my wife packed a bag full of stuff in case we had to go into the basement for a couple of days, but it uh, <laughs> uh, seems, uh, seems like things have passed through and it's clearing up. So happy Great. to be here. More so than usual, even.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing when uh, we don't get too hip when, you, uh, when everything can pass through and the power yeah. stays on. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk first about the National Lacrosse League Championship coming up on Saturday night. It's Colorado and Buffalo. Tell us about some of the some of the things to watch out for coming into this game on
0: Saturday. I think the big thing, I mean, it's one of the fascinating things to me is you've got game one, there were 29 goals scored. It's the 15 to 14 back and forth, end to end. And then game two, there are 19 goals scored. Uh it's eleven eight 8 that one for Colorado. And I, mm-hmm. I think the eleven eight 8 is more the kind of game to expect. The 15-14 just um, I thought was was a little wild because these are two very good goalies, very good defenses. But uh, I think one of the things was, and there's been a controversy about it, I guess was the, the moving pick game was crazy in game one. They just seemed like everything was, was being allowed to happen. And uh, I think it, it probably affected um, affected the scoring because, you know, you get all those, the, the, you can do whatever you want on the picks. It leads to higher scoring game two. I thought was a good defensive battle game three. I mean, Colorado has been incredible coming through without Ryan Lee, the whole playoffs. Now they're missing Eli McLaughlin in game two. I don't know how you overcome missing both of those guys again, but mm. at this point, I don't know if you can put anything past Colorado, but the other thing, I mean, the bandits love playing in Banditland. They love being at home and everything seems to be indicating that it's a sellout at Key Bank center, only uh resale tickets available. So oh, I wow. think, uh, you know, with a crowd like that, it's it's classic bandit land, and I think that could bode well for the home team.
3: Yeah, this whole season has been basically Buffalo's to to lose. I mean, it had that great start, it had an outstanding record during the regular season. They, they had the top scoring team, the probably top scoring team in the league, and also mm-hmm. the best of one of the best defenses in the league too. For Buffalo, I mean, to have home advantage is that. Is that a big thing? An in, in indoor lacrosse, especially for especially during
0: playoff time, is having a home home field a great thing for to have. Um, it doesn't always seem to make a huge difference if you look at the records of road teams and home teams. But I think Buffalo does seem to give its team an advantage with the with the support because they're very raucous too. It's not just yeah a big crowd; it's a loud crowd. Um, but yeah, I mean, you pointed out like Buffalo, the highest scoring team. I think I, I'm don't have it right in front of me, but I believe they had the fourth most goals scored by a team in a season ever in the NLL. Um, I mean, they can score. And they score on offense with such a balanced attack, you know, seven guys with 50 or more points. You've got, I mean, De Hogan-Antico is probably realistically for most of the season the seventh option on that offense, which is astonishing (laughs) when you you look at how good he is. Um, You know, you've got Dane Smith has obviously been amazing, close to breaking his own single season points record. But Josh Byrne may have been even better than Dane Smith in the playoffs. You've got mm-hmm. Chris Luce, who, you know, is, is playing very well. You've got Chase Fraser with some timely athletic goals. Kyle Buchanan, such a great team player. I mean, they've got so much going on. Um, and they do get that crowd fired up. I think the, uh, you know, I mean, Matt Vince, seven-time goalie of the Year. I would suspect eight after this year. Um, you know, that'll be announced later. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the defense may be the overlooked part of the Bandits because you know, you got Steve Priolo leading a very, very good group. Um, you got, I mean, Matt Spanger, maybe one of the most overlooked defensive players in the league, Nick Weiss, who got some attention because he scored that big game winning goal, of course, in game one. But mm-hmm. he has been just a beast and an, a, an absolute terror to play against for, for a long time. I and mean, I think the defense is a big, a big factor. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and Buffalo. They finished fourteen and four, and that's with going one and three in their last four games in the regular season. Right when they kind of right. almost took their head, foot off the pedal a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of posted home because they had the East pretty much white wrapped up. So, yeah, they're they're a very good team, but boy, this Colorado group is resilient. They just never quit.
3: Yeah, can, can you tell us a little bit more about the Colorado team because yeah, they had. The the West was kind of jumbled for a bit. Like we had, we saw one team come out of it, it was Colorado. They beat the number one seed mm-hmm. in San Diego. Uh, but do you feel with the win they got in, at home in Colorado, knowing that they could keep up with the Bandits in game one, does this team kind of have a chip on? I wouldn't say a chip on their shoulder, but the, can they feel? Could they feel the momentum building to possibly pull off a, a huge, up a pretty
0: big upset, monumental upset in in Buffalo? I think for, I mean going big, huge, monumental, I think is all fair for an upset because you do have a, you know, first of all, the East was the stronger division. There's no question, right? I mean, it was, the East went 12 and six in interdivision games. Uh, That's a pretty solid edge. The interesting counterpoint to that is that the rest of the West was three and 12. Colorado was three and oh against the East. They had quite a season. Um, you know, they really came together as the year went on. I think some of the, you know, the, the bringing in Tyson Gibson has seemed to have helped and he hasn't been fantastic. He hasn't really stood out, put a lot of points up, but I think they really like the way he's fitting in and and contributing in different ways to the offense. And, uh, you know, it's kind of wild the way you have a, a, you know, a Ryan Lee goes out and Zed Williams just cranks up the way that he's playing. And, Mm is in such a leading role. Connor Robinson comes in, scored, what, 11 points for Saskatchewan in two seasons with them, and then had over 40 goals this year for Colorado and has been <laughs> huge in the playoffs. And then Eli McLaughlin goes down. Sam Firth has to draw into the lineup. Now, Sam Firth didn't do very much. He didn't hurt them. Um, he didn't score. Um, he may have had an assist. I mean, he not, may not have even had a point. But all of a sudden, Brett McIntyre, play, who played just two regular season games, didn't score a point. Now, in his last two Games in the playoffs in the two games of the finals has scored um, 11 points. You know, had the went three, uh, four and two, and then two and three or something. So, yeah, I mean, unbelievable the way these guys are stepping up. And you've got Dylan Ward, who on any given day can be the best goalie in the cross and uh, was great in game two, uh, and has been amazing in second half. It's actually, uh, Adam Levy. Pointed out, he went through and broke down the the scoring in the second half. And, and Dylan Ward, his save percentage in the playoffs isn't very good; it's in the seven fifties or seven sixties. But his save percentage in the second half of playoff games is well over eight hundred, oh, wow. no, nine hundred in Game Two of the finals. So okay. I don't think, as much as as you look at all the factors going into this series, it definitely seemed, or certainly going into the playoffs, it seemed like Buffalo would be the big favorite. I don't think it would be stunning to see Colorado win this game. I I, just, I I am picking Buffalo. I've picked Buffalo in our inside lacrosse staff picks, but I don't feel super comfortable with it. And that's, that's a good sign for the, for the other team, you know, for the, the yeah. underdog, the road team in a game like this. Yeah.
3: So we're going to transition away from the national lacrosse league championship. We're going to dive into our hometown, my hometown, Albany Firewolves this year and uh, from what I just from every indication of watching their home games they had a pretty good season uh, although they had some bumps in the road obviously that uh, game against Georgia where they had a big lead and they had a let when basically Lyle Thompson took over and basically won the game for the swarm to keep them in the playoff contention and they went down to New York City and got absolutely walloped mm-hmm. then they went three in a row they traveled to Vancouver they won in Vancouver and they win in Buffalo. They beat Philadelphia and they absolutely get just, just decimate New York to win the to win the playoffs uh, spot. Do you see any improvements coming for the firewalls down the road or do you think that Glenn Clark's team is is pretty pretty pat where they are? In terms of additions to the team, or in terms of additions, yeah, could could you Um, see could you could you see any additions to the team? Maybe on defense, maybe a backup goaltender, or another scorer who can guy who can score some timely goals.
0: Yeah, I mean they've got, I believe they have their first round draft pick this year. Um, Mm -hmm. You know they brought in Ryan Banesh, and they sent some picks to Panther City for that, but it wasn't really picks. They were able to get Banesh without giving picks that were really central to them. They were, you know, later around, mm-hmm. like uh, compensatory picks and things. So, I think the they will look to add someone, some more offense. They've been looking to add, but that really came together, you know, as they as they brought Banesh in and things came together. Joe Rasetaric, of course, with the fantastic year. I think Jacob Rua is a is a huge factor, and he's just going to be better and help them even more. Um, you know, Charlie Kitchen uh, yeah. should be should be better with uh, with more time. He showed some real promise. I think, you know, there's a lot there. I think they might expect a little more production from Riley O'Connor. Andrew Q is just going to get better. I think internally they're expecting a lot of that to get better. And I think consistency is the big thing because, I mean, they were terrible in a couple of games against Rochester, right? I mean, they just got yeah. you know, <laughs> losing two games to the Nighthawks when nobody else was losing to Rochester. That was a bit of a blow. And uh, they weren't very consistent, and they're going to try and change that, obviously. And I, I, I have a lot of faith in Glenn Clark. I think he's shown he's a good coach, and he's, he's been showing us he's a solid GM in his, in his time with both roles. Um, they will look to add some more. I mean, you know, the, you had – Down the stretch, they came into the season with with good depth defensively, but you have some injuries, you have this and that, and you've got, you know, situations with Curtis Conley and Curtis Romanchuk both playing, who are both late additions to the club, and uh, I like both players. I think they're both going to be very good players, but as rookies, having to throw them both into the active roster um, was, I think, a bit of a press for them. So I think they'll, you know, they'd like to have more depth. But you look at, they have uh, Patrick Kastchuk, who they took in the first round uh, in last year's draft, he comes mm-hmm. in this year. They they love him. I think they think he's going to be really good. I think, you know, he'll be very good. As a rookie, you're always kind of easing a guy in usually, but he'll be good. The other huge addition they may have, and I'm you've probably heard about it talking to Clarkie in that, is Zach Masson, who was a second-round pick by Toronto several years ago, would have been a top-five pick. I think mm-hmm. he had been available to play, but he was playing hockey in the States um, in in college. So he couldn't come right away. He has made, he has said that he wants to come and play and they've signed him and he would be like adding another top of the first half of the first round defender. Uh, he is that good. He was, he was like, almost Graham Hossick level. He was actually in junior. He was Graham Hossick level as a player. And then Hossick's really taken off since then. Hossick was good in junior, got way better in senior. Um, so I'm not saying Masson will be in the NLL what Hosick has been the last few years, but he was at that level as a junior player. It's been a few years. It may take him a bit, but he's a great athlete. and I think he could be a key addition that uh, really hasn't been talked about a whole lot. Well, I'm already
3: excited for next season. Uh, I know this season was kind of was kind of filling out phase for Albany for the Firewolves. I believe I I think we're gonna get more people in the seats this year, and you got me excited for next year already, Stephen. So, um, and I think the league overall is pretty happy with things how things went uh, overall this year, even with even with the the COVID stoppage and at the end of December. I think uh, for me, I think that they're pretty happy with how things went this year.
0: I think they've got to be thrilled that they got through with you know a few bumps in the road here. I mean, there were there were some odd bits early in the year where you know teams like Halifax and I'm thinking Calgary just didn't play for seven weeks or something, right? Where they had yeah. to win and have some games here and there canceled or, or postponed because of COVID, and you know yeah. teams wouldn't play at home for a couple of months. Like there was some weird stuff that happened that was beyond their control, but generally it was handled well. And and now I mean. Do we even really remember that stuff? I mean, we're talking about it. We do. We remember to an extent, but I think it's overlooked And the playoffs being so exciting week after week, I think helps to to really build some momentum at the end of the season. And, you know, we've got a a, uh, Vegas Desert Dogs uh, expansion draft coming up. Yeah. you know, the, the annual entry draft, of course, it's always exciting. It's going to be very strange this year. It's, it's. I mean, the, it's funny because the last couple of years, I don't know, do we have time to go for another minute or two? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, just, <laughs> I don't want to like run over your time. I was going to say, you know, <laughs> no, a, we'll, we'll just call it 15 good
3: minutes instead of 10 good minutes. How about you know, that? <laughs> you know, the
0: Years it's been hard to project yeah. the draft because of COVID and guys not playing that. But, I know like I and a lot of and and, the, and most of the teams already had a good lock on who the top players were. It's a matter of who's going back. who's You know, you haven't seen guys get their chance to play some senior. You haven't seen the end of their junior career. So you don't have quite the same kind of um, late, you know, more recent information on them. But now we're looking at a draft where we really haven't seen a few years, guys. and And guys are coming in where we haven't seen them since maybe they're 18 years old playing in, in important games or, or guys some of the guys going the college route since they were 20 years old. And we haven't seen the the development that happens for quite a while. And it's, yes. it's really hard. And, uh, and next year is, is even harder to project right now. I, I'll tell you, I usually have two or three years ahead. I have a pretty solid grasp of who the top draft prospects are. And I'm kind of moving around and, and working on those. And now uh, for 2024, I might have like 10 guys on my list. <laughs> that uh, and have no idea how it's gonna gonna really play out so yeah so there's a lot of um there's a lot going on that uh that is going to be up in the air still but there's a lot of excitement to come
3: great and Stephen, i want to thank you for your time where can the people find you and where can they find where you're right uh, the stuff you're writing
0: yeah, um, go to aisleindoor.com, and you know all the time we're we're on there. We've got uh, I think the best coverage of the NLL and uh, and other lacrosse. And uh, lacrosse link is on every Thursday night on Lac Sports Network, where we talk to the uh, you know the people that you need to hear from in the uh, in the world of lacrosse. So it's on LSN on Thursday nights. It's released on YouTube uh, right afterwards on the lax on the uh, lacrosse link um, YouTube channel, and uh, yeah. And I also have a blog, uh, sorry, a podcast called uh, Laxbeat that is on uh, pretty regularly. You can get it. It's from Anchor, but you can get it pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. So yeah, all over the place and follow me on uh, Twitter at Stamplax. And uh, yeah. And if you ever want to ask me anything, just, uh, you know, shoot me a question on twitter or whatever and and thanks for having me on it was uh, it was really fun and it's uh it's interesting you know to talk to somebody from one of the specific markets right because most yeah. of the people that are covering the game tend to be kind of broad covering mm-hmm. all across or the nll or this so it's it's interesting to see someone from a sort of more specific team perspective and and uh especially a team that's new in a market and see the excitement building there in albany for a pretty cool franchise
3: yeah i'm excited i'm already excited for next year so, and you're giving me some of that excitement right now, Stephen. Thanks so much for your time. Join me on the Morning Cup. But no credentials required. This broadcast is brought to you by Mohawk Honda. At Mohawk Honda, the team can find what you're looking for by searching our lot or the entire Eastern Seaboard just for you. But the real opportunity for you right now is either trading in or selling your vehicle. Mohawk Honda buys cars, and in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than what you paid for it. The supply chain is still facing challenges, which creates a selling opportunity for you. And as always, the team at Mohawk Honda will make the buying and selling experience very easy. You know them as Cars with Kern Svoboda, Trust Trav Landry, Louis the VIP Man Morales, Cam c Let's Do a Deal McKenna, Drive with Deanna Calls, My Guy, Easy Evans, Whalen. Or you can just talk to the leader in charge, general manager, Greg Johnson. At Mohawk Honda on Freemans Bridge Road in Scotia, they want to buy your car. And they always go out of their way to please you. I want to thank Stephen Stamp for stopping by, talking some lacrosse with us. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for next season's Albany Firewolves. Let's talk about this day in sports history. June 17th, 1994, which actually happened on a Friday. And today is Friday, 28 years ago today, was one of the most jam-packed, craziest days in sports history. Let's start off with the New York Rangers had broken their cup drought. They hadn't won a cup since 1940. They finally won their cup in 1994, a couple days before. And that day, that morning, actually, they had their ticker tape parade in downtown New York City. By the way, have you seen a have you seen another cup parade since? I don't think so. Not to rub it in for you Rangers fans, but you deserve it. Just kidding. <laughs> Later that day, FIFA's World Cup of Soccer kicked off for the first time ever in the United States as Germany defeated Bolivia 1-0 at Chicago's Soldier Field. Arnold Palmer played his last round In the U.S. Open at Oakmont Country Club in Pennsylvania, he missed the cut in the second round after shooting an 81 in that round. That was his final performance at the U.S. Open. And that night, the New York Knicks tipped off in Game 5 of the NBA Finals against the Houston Rockets. Fun fact for that game, the National Anthem singer before that game at MSG was future New York Yankees radio announcer, Susan Waldman. You can see it in the 30 for 30 documentary, June 17th, 1994. It's clear as day. It's her. I swear it's her. It's got to be her. (laughs) But the biggest story of them all that day was OJ Simpson, the car chase, the most memorable car chase in United States history, at least on television, United States history of United States history. He was wanted in suspicion of a double homicide of his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. He was fleeing back to his home in Brentwood with his friend, AC Cowlings, driving the infamous white Ford Bronco. And if you remember, he was in the back with a gun in his hand and a phone as the LAPD is trying to convince him not to kill himself let this all kind of come together and have him come down to the station for questioning the docu-series OJ made in America. One of the best docu-series ever made by ESPN. Unfortunately, I can't watch it now because I don't have ESPN plus anymore. I think it's just either the second or third installment of that docu-series. They go over in full detail. What happened that day? OJ was brought in. Eventually he would go to trial and he would not be convicted of double murder now this day also gave us a really tension-breaking moment on ABC News let me take a listen of probably was considered the greatest prank phone call in the history of ever (laughs) here's that clip from June 17th 1994
2: just gonna ask everybody to be quiet for a moment we have on the phone with us as well Robert Higgins who lives in the neighborhood and is on the ground and can see inside the van Mr. Higgins Uh, yes uh, how are you Uh, just about as tense as you are, sir. Oh my lord, this is quite the tensest. What can you see? Oh, what I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at the van and I see O.J. kind of slouching down, looking very, very upset. Now, looking here, he look very upset. I don't know what he gonna be doing. Can you, can you, can you see him doing anything specific? Is he merely sitting there? He is just uh, sitting around, you know, just uh, looking like he'd be very nervous. Can you hear anything, Mr. Higgins? It's just too much commotion. I'd be in the back of a news van, so I can't really hear that good, but I can see it all. And I see O.J. I see O.J., man, and he looks scared. And I would be scared, because there's cops all deep in this. Thank you, Mr. Higgins. And Baba Booey to y'all. The driveway of O.J. Simpson's home in Brentwood. Clearly an effort being made to have him come out of the vehicle, in the doorway of the house, his friend, Al Cowling.
1: Peter, by the way, just uh, for the record, this is Al Michaels. Uh, that was a totally farcical call. Uh, lest anybody think that that was somebody who was truly across the street. That was not. Uh, he, he said something in code at the end that's indicative of uh, the
2: mentioning of the name of uh, a certain radio talk show host. Okay, thanks, Al. So he well, was not there. All right. We have them on every coast. Thank you very much. Not the first time nor the last time we'll have been had, but
3: What I tell you, greatest greatest prank phone call ever in the history of ever. <laughs> and that was this day in history, June seventeenth, nineteen ninety-four. Before I leave you for the weekend, I just want to remind you about our social channels on Twitter and Instagram. It's no creds, R E Q D on TikTok, It's no creds, R E Q, facebook.com forward slash no creds, R-E-Q'd on YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell for when videos are released. You'll also be informed of live. You'll also be informed of future live streams. So if you hit the notification bell, if we go live, you'll be notified. Also want to encourage you to check out some of the other podcasts that are being offered by Belly Up Media and Godzilla Media, since I have a foot in both camps. On Belly Up Media, check out Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast, which is a sports gambling podcast with the occasional hot take. It's hosted by brothers Jarrett and Travis Ryan. And on Godzilla Media, check out Katie's Corner, hosted by Brian Katie. He follows the three regional Major League Baseball teams in the Capital Region, which would be the Yankees, Mets, and Red Sox. He also does occasional interviews with a baseball personality. Check out those two podcasts. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I am the host of the Morning Cup edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Have a great weekend, and baba booey to y'all.
1: music courtesy of joseph mcdave check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash joseph
3: mcdave be sure to rate share and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms including
1: apple Podcasts, spotify and spreaker no credentials required as a belly up sports podcast network production in association with godzilla media
0: When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's 2 and 4 serving menu plans. so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW Recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit BlueApron.com slash Blue Culinary.